This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. On the hogs, Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue says that the plants are restarting and that we have turned a corner. That makes it sound like everything is okay and it is not, far from it. So far I am told that USDA has not relented on social distancing in plants. He is saying that plants have to follow CDC and OSHA guidelines which require social distancing. They can't do that and operate anywhere near previous kill capacity. One of the integrated packers told me that if required to social distance on the line, that the industry will have to empty 30% of the barns. The hog industry would have to downsize. I don't know what corner Purdue thinks was turned, but they are slamming into another wall. The integrator who was working with Purdue said that he couldn't get through to him what would happen. Some pork plants, Tyson, JBS, and Smithfield, pushed their workers way too hard before shutting down and now have a very depleted workforce to restart their plants with. They were devastated with COVID-19. They say that worker safety came first, but that's not my perception of how they operated. Some of their previous workforce is not coming back. What the Packers need to do is sort out a healthy workforce, institute what social distancing they can, and bury them in protective equipment when on the line. The goal would be to recover 80% of pre-COVID-19 kill capacity. 80% will not kill all the hogs. The current kill was about 64% of kill capacity. Chick sets were down 12%, so the broiler industry will take market share of the grocery meat case. The failure of the pork product market to do what the beef market has done is concerning to me. Given production at 64%, the pork product market's weak. Wholesale hams actually lost $8 at 52 cents. Evidently, without the restaurant and commercial food service trade, ham demand is a lost cause. They sold 47.5 thousand metric tons of pork for their export last week. The good news is that China bought 40.2 thousand metric tons of it. Mexico bought 5.1 thousand metric tons, which means that Japan and South Korea didn't buy squat. That is the bad news. On the cattle, there are a lot of very unhappy cattlemen who are disgruntled over packers failing to share the wealth evenly. The dollar ten handed out this week was not available everywhere. Cargill reportedly paid it in Texas. Here in Iowa, Greater Omaha was bidding 145, which with a 63% yield is 91.35 because they could. The presidential executive order will not magically turn plants back on. They have to clean plants, test workers, sort out what the available size of the workforce will be, reorganize how to best use them, get them fitted with protective equipment, and start up on a reduced capacity intending to build on that when they can get their workers healthy and convinced that the plant is safe. Nothing happening is going to fix the problems on the demand side of the beef market either. Packers are making such obscene profits that they arbitrarily decided to share some with some feedlots. They should be embarrassed, but that is something they lack capability of. We have a bona fide shortage of beef at retail with the supply chain experiencing real shortages of supply that are being rationed with price. This is going to damage this industry's demand base. Beef export sales were a measly 5.2 thousand metric ton last week compared to 12.5 thousand metric tons the week prior. China bought 1.4 thousand metric tons. On grains, I don't think that there's been any disagreement that China has not been complying with phase one purchases of U.S. ag products. U.S. Trade Representative Leithizer and Vice Premier Liu had a phone call where the Wall Street Journal reports that Liu once again pledged that they would implement the trade deal, which goes beyond ag commodities. It is $36.5 billion in ag commodities and $76.7 billion overall in designated U.S. products. 
What we need is for China to follow through on buying 20 million metric tons of corn, 12 million metric tons of soybeans, and a million bales of cotton for their strategic reserves. The U.S. Trade Representative is trying to get a firm commitment that this buying is coming. We have heard China make promises before, but they would not be having this conversation if they were keeping them. Charging China for U.S. pandemic losses did not help trade relations. If Trump is going to punish China, then you can kiss phase one goodbye. Where does that leave us? Even if China complies, it is no longer the game changer, given all of the other demand issues that have happened. We're still in the same place we have been the whole time for the last three years, hoping and wishing, looking for promises to be kept. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110.